Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be being in a peaceful, relaxed state. Well, I've got two emails that I'm going to go through with you today. The first one is from a guy who's dating a woman. He admits that he over-pursued her. And then she started giving him a BS excuse that she just didn't have time. Kids were just keeping her so busy and she just wasn't a good date. So he asked my opinion. The second email that I'm going to go through is a guy who I've probably done eight, maybe ten emails of his that I've answered in previous newsletters. This particular guy is a professional couples therapist. He basically counsels and helps married couples that are having communication problems and different issues in their relationships. And he first came to me after basically being in an unhappy, unfulfilling, unloving marriage for better part of most of his adult life. And so in the previous emails, I think the last time I did a video newsletter of his, and my assistant will, will make sure there's links so you can kind of go back and see where he was. And so in the previous emails, I detailed his journey of going from being married to meeting somebody because his whole thing is he wanted to date a woman that knocks his socks off. He wanted to know what it was like to have real, true love where he was head over heels and crazy about somebody and she felt the same way. And he got to experience that. Well, last summer, he ended up breaking up with that woman. And I, you know, again, you can see the progression in the previous video newsletters. And so he's in a relate now he's been dating another woman for about six months now, I guess, four or five months. Things are great. He says it's 200% better than the first girlfriend he was with after he left his wife. But on a scale of one to 10, this woman's like a nine and not so much a 10. He's just, I guess some things sexually, she just doesn't do it for him. And so he's thinking, should I in this? Should I go find somebody else? It's like, should, in other words, he's still wrestling with kind of the same things that he has emotionally conditioned himself to expect, which is settling for what's less than what he wants. And so it's just kind of a neat progression. You can see where he was to where he is today and what he's struggling with. And the, I've also got a, just a quick testimonial from a guy who made a donation and he just shares some of the things that my work has helped him with so far and overcoming some of the things that he struggled with in his life. And so I've got a quote that I want to talk about because this is so important. One of the things that Bill Murray said, I saw this in an interview, I don't know, a couple years ago. He said when he was first starting out with his acting career, somebody who was older and much more experienced and successful him pulled him aside and said, hey, you will do your best work when you're in a peaceful and relaxed state and it really had an impression on him and so ever since then every time he's taken a movie role or he's done anything in life he's trying to make sure his circumstances and the roles that he took on enabled him to be in a peaceful and relaxed state so he could do his best work and so you're going to see that as kind of a thread here through all of these different you know these different emails that I go through and how important this is to making the right decisions, not just in your personal life, but in every area of your life. So I got a quote today on this topic and I'm going to go through the first email. And the quote says, you will always do your best work and be most efficient when you are in a peaceful and relaxed state. When you are fearful, uncertain, or in a stressed state, you will tend to rush things and force solutions that are not well thought out, balanced, or efficient. Why? 
This is because you are being motivated by pain and unpleasant emotions. You in essence are consciously and unconsciously focused on ending pain and unpleasantness instead of being outcome focused. When you are in a peaceful and relaxed state, you are motivated and driven by passion, love and desire. Therefore, you will take your time to get everything just right so you can achieve your outcomes in the most effortless, easy and efficient manner. The emotional and mental state you are in when you are taking action will determine how close or how far your actions will take you towards or away from your outcomes, goals, and dreams. Let's go through the first guy's email. He says, hey, Coach Corey, thank you for all your help. I know you're busy, so I'll cut right to the question. When a woman says, I'm so busy with the kids in school that I just don't have time to be a good date. A woman's only going to say that when she feels like she's been smothered or she feels like things are moving too fast or like a guy is trying to get her into a relationship and she can tell that he's trying to rush things. He says, what is the proper James Bond response? Obviously, I over pursued this woman. So why would you over pursue this woman? Because obviously, you were definitely not in a peaceful and relaxed state. You were in a fearful state. You were worried about losing her. So your actions were congruent with trying to force things and trying to rush things. All so you can feel better and get out of pain, if you will. But because you made decisions and you took actions when you were in a stress state, what did those actions do? Just like I said in the quote, they took you further away from your goal. So you you took inefficient actions that got you the exact opposite of what you wanted. Why? Because you were driven by your fear. What you fear you attract and what you look at disappears. In other words, when you're peaceful and you're relaxed and you take action in spite of your fear, you will get closer to where you want to be versus when you're freaked out and you're stressed out. Just think about it. Vibrationally, if you're in a stressed, inefficient state, all of your actions and all the things that you do are simply going to bring about more stress and more fear and more unbalance. He says, so if a woman says something like that, Obviously, you know you over-pursue. He knows he, he already admits he over-pursued. But if she says something like that, then you're like, that's one of those oh shit kind of moments. That's one of those, oh, damn. And it's like everything you wanted to happen, which was spending more time with this girl, now the exact opposite of that is going to happen because you were not in a peaceful and relaxed state. So if it were me and I was to do something like that, which I wouldn't do, those, those things don't happen anymore to me. But they used to happen a lot when they pretty much all the time in my 20s. And it sucks. But so if somebody says that to me, what I'm simply going to say is, cool. Well, thanks for the honest feedback. So, well, when things settle down and you want to get together and have some fun, get in touch with me. I'll talk to you later. And you let it go. Because what you got to understand is most women have been bombarded by guys who behave this way. And so once they recognize that behavior of over-pursuing, being desperate, being needy, trying to force things, 97% of the guys are that way. And so they know that the guy will just disappear, go away, and he doesn't get it. He's not a suitable candidate. 
And more than most guys will continue calling and texting, and they'll continue to have to give them a few more BS excuses until they get to the point where they just get annoyed and they just start ignoring the guy completely. And then eventually the dude gets a hint and he goes away. That's typically how it goes. So because of this guy behaving the way he's behaving, he doesn't behave like a guy who's used to being successful with women. He's in a scarcity mindset. If this guy had plenty of women in his life or was able to have the kind of success that he wanted, he wouldn't have behaved this way. And the only reason he's behaving this way in a woman's mind is because he's not a suitable mate. And therefore, he predictably gets rejected. So the only thing that can really turn that around is she makes an assumption about you that you're fearful, you're needy, whatever, blows you off. And she doesn't hear from you anymore. Or you tell her, well, you know, when things settle down, get in touch with me because I'd love to see you again. And you leave it at that. And you go on, you chalk it up to experience, and you keep meeting and dating new women. So she continues on, I, and I'm sure a lot of other guys, are trying to find the balance between staying a priority. That's the problem. You're focused on being a priority. That's all I'm trying to force things. You're not going to be successful with that mindset, dude. Letting her chase us. And letting her do important things in her life like raising her kids and going back to college. This is another reason why I say read the book 10 to 15 times. You don't know the fundamentals in the book and so you don't know what you're doing. You tried to force things and my book is very clear. It spells this out. One date per week and once the woman starts reaching out and texting you in between those dates – then you just start using those opportunities when she reaches out to make the next date. And usually after the second or third week, that's happening and the pursuit is over. Now you just, in essence, wait to hear from her and then you make the next date when you do hear from her. And then what happens as time goes by, you will, she will make you a priority. It's not about you becoming a priority. It's a, about giving her the space to choose to make you a priority in her life. And when she makes you a priority, she's going to call you more, she's going to text you more, and she's going to be happy when she calls and texts you and you make a date to see her. And then usually right around week seven, that's when she's head over heels in love and wants to be exclusive if you follow the progression in the book. Obviously, you're not following the progression in the book and I can just read what you're doing and tell you that you don't know the fundamentals. And I say it all the time. I know people get sick of me saying it, but I'm a coach. Coaches teach fundamentals. And when I see somebody fucking up, I got to point out the fundamentals because you're not following instructions. That's, that's the bottom line. It is what it is. I know you're going to say tell her to contact you when her schedule clears up and wait for a response, if any. However, for other similar scenarios where she's making the right choices but they don't include you, when and under what circumstances would James Bond play the I'm a priority card? James Bond would never have to play the priority card, dude. That is the bottom fucking line. Remember, people will act consistently with who they view themselves to be, whether that view is accurate or not. Deep down, it's obvious he doesn't feel he deserves to have what he wants. He's in a fearful state and he's trying to force things. Even though he's like, yeah, I'm following your work, but, but, but there's this situation here. No, you're not following instructions. You're trying to force things because you believe you have to. If you knew the book, you wouldn't be trying to force things and you wouldn't be getting blown off by women. You'd be getting the exact opposite, which is, damn, baby, leave the dick alone. I need a break. 
So let's go to the next one. This is just a quick testimonial from a guy who's been following me for a while. He says, hey, Corey, for months I've been paying attention to your material. It has brought me closer to my internal pain structure and I feel I am getting closer to my core. My psychological issues have been brought to light and I have opened up to the pain and I went through it. Like I say all the time, you got to feel it to heal it. When you feel those icky feelings, when you no longer try to avoid them so they persist, you actually embrace them and feel them and therefore they dissolve. And that's what you do, that's what you do when you're totally present with emotions. Women are really good at this. When something happens, women get emotional, they cry, they get upset, they talk about it with their girlfriends and they move through it. Guys, on the other hand, avoid this at all costs and therefore it's like that dark cloud just hovers and follows them all the fucking time and it never fucking goes away. It's always with them. Kind of like these fucking trains as they come by. I'm trying to shoot a video and the freight train comes by. Even though it's one o'clock and the freight trains are supposedly not supposed to come through downtown during the day. They do it anyways. Anyways. I'm a 31-year-old virgin, but now it's by choice and I no longer feel doomed for the rest of my life as I have a long one. It's like, so what? I talk to guys that are in their 40s that are virgin stills and they lose their virginity. It's who you are. Maybe you're selective. Maybe you were ultra-religious. Maybe you were saving yourself for marriage and now at 31, you're going, you know what? I need to get some experience first. And the last email that I'm going to go through here, you're going to see why that's so important to get experiences. Because just because the woman looks hot on the outside and you have a great time together, long term doesn't mean that they're great people that you want to spend your life with. And when you have choice, when you know that in time you can find somebody better, which is what the next emailer will, has done, then you don't feel so bad about letting people go who just can't be what you want or treat you the way you want. My process might take some time, but at least there is inspiration and comfort I have drawn from reading your work to focus on what is right. At the end of the day, it's like a game of golf. It's just you against yourself. You against that thing that's between your ears. What your thoughts are, what your beliefs are. Apply the things that are in there. Be proud of you. Be proud of the fact that you waited. And if a woman busts your balls about say, you know, I was saving myself for marriage. And I just hadn't found anybody that I really wanted to get married to. And I thought, you know what? I'd rather just have some experiences. So, and you're the lucky girl. Be proud of it. Fuck it. It is what it is. You can't go back in time and lose your virginity. Enjoy it. Be grateful. It's a gift. Especially now that you know the things that you're learning from me. So you can have some choice and get some quality. So many people settle for mediocrity in this world. It's so sad. So I have a quote that – I've read this before and this was from Marcus Luttrell, his book Lone Survivor that was made into a movie that Mark Wahlberg played his part in. And what I love about this quote, this is just like the mindset of a seal about how seals identify their weaknesses and they focus on it. And it's a great setup for the next guy's email because that's what he does. He did the work on himself and that's why he's progressed so fast and so far. And the quotes from his book says, the real battle is won in the mind. It's won by guys who understand their area of weakness, who sit and think about it, plotting and planning to approve. Attending to the detail, they work on their weaknesses and overcome them. 
Because they can. Great book. If you haven't read it, Marcus Luttrell, Lone Survival, fantastic fucking book. The movie was really good too, but the book is fucking unbelievable. It's just unbelievable what he went through to survive. So let's go through the next email. This guy says, Dear Corey, I don't know if you remember my case. Dude, how could I forget? You're a great student. And the reason he's a great student is like even though this guy's an expert in what he does, he's like, just tell me what to do, Corey, and I'll fucking do it. And that's what's great about work. I enjoy working with him. It's because he takes on board the constructive criticism and the fundamentals I teach him. And he goes out and he just kicks ass. He's just fucking awesome. I'm the couples therapist out of a long-term relationship with kids and a bitchy wife and lately had the relationship with Shafriqua. That's what we'll call her. I had a girlfriend. I, my nickname for her was Shafriqua. I always used to call her. I'd call her up and it was like – or she'd call me. i go, what's up, freak? Or I'd just call her Shafriqua. It was one of the nicknames I made up. And even now when I talk to her, I still call her, hey, Shafriqua, what's going on? Anyways, this guy's girl's name is not Shafriqua. He says, with a lot of intimacy issues, I ended this relationship six months ago. So Shafriqua was the girl, that was the first woman that he got to date who was the first time in his whole life that he got to experience what being head over heels in love with somebody felt like and she felt the same way about him. Now, it definitely wasn't a perfect relationship and this particular woman, I think she'd only had, she'd never had a relationship longer than five or six months and yet she was like in her 40s. I mean, current events form future trends with the likelihood that you're going to spend your life with this person. Not likely at all. But if you want to see what he experienced, again, on my website version of this article, she'll have links to all the different articles. And so you can kind of see his progression, what he experienced. I mean, it's like amazing from where he started out to where he is today. He says, I immediately met Hannah a beautiful, bright, successful woman, that's not a real name, through friends. So he's just living his life and boom, he meets Hannah. That's just how it works. Like attracts like. And what's interesting, if you're looking to meet somebody great, there's a really good chance that somebody that you know or that's maybe tangentially connected to you in some way, eventually you're going to come across them when the timing is just right. And that's why you must prepare. The dating process was ridiculously easy. I kissed her on the first date. The second date, we hooked up and we are dating since then. That's the way it's supposed to be because like, I get emails from guys. I talk to guys in phone sessions and they're like, yeah, I've been on four dates. I was like, have you kissed her? No, the moment was just never really right. It just didn't seem – and you've been out on four or five dates with this girl and you still don't know if she really likes you. Why would you torture yourself that way? If she likes you, she'll fucking kiss you on the first date. That's reality. And if she won't, it's because she's structured and has a shitload of rules and she's not being herself and she's not being authentic and she's not acting upon her emotions. She's holding back. She's being a robot. I personally don't waste my time with women like that. I did when I was younger. If you don't believe me, then go by all means. Go date women like that. You'll learn. She loves the shit out of me. She's always open for sex, always kind, always supportive, super loyal. Perfect. Remember, just like Adam Carolla said, when a woman likes you, the doors start opening and all you have to do is walk through them. Remember, attraction is not a choice. 
my relationship is finally a 100% drama-free zone because you'll see if you go back in those other emails, there was a lot of difficulty and quite a bit of drama in those relationship, in that relationship because this guy obviously is a communicator. It's what he does for a living. He was dating somebody who quite frankly wasn't, was a shitty communicator and on top of that, she was dishonest. But you don't know that when you start meeting somebody because remember, we can all hide who we really are for about the first 90 days of a relationship and he ended up dating that previous girlfriend, I think about a year, year, year and a half is I think how long it lasted, which was the longest relationship she'd ever had in her life. And this guy's a couples therapist. I mean, he's the kind, kind of person that's a good listener. He takes everything in. And like when I talked to him on phone says, he's a fantastic listener. He's very respectful, easy to get along with. Any woman that eventually is, gets a chance to date this guy is a, is a lucky girl because he's so awesome and he knows how to communicate. But this particular ex-girlfriend, was she was terrible at it. But it's a great experience because she knocked his socks off and the sex was fucking amazing. And it built his confidence on top of everything else, which is the most important thing because he got better. Remember, try to get a little better each and every day. That's your mission if you choose to accept it. The only thing is I consider her a 9 but not a 10. She is fulfilling every wish I have but she is not pushing all of my buttons in a sexual way. She's not fucking bad to the bone. I'm not crazy, reckless, head over heels in love. I cannot find my peace. Well, you should listen to that. You do your best work and you make your best decisions when you're in a peaceful and relaxed state. And when you're not in a peaceful, relaxed state, when your life does not support that, you will tend to attract other people into your life who are vibrationally aligned with that. He says, especially as she wants more, she wants to live together, she wants kids, she wants marriage. She does not say it, but I can feel it. I find myself still looking right and left. A week ago, I was out with friends and a friend of a friend, 15 years younger than me, offered me directly a sleepover in her bed. And I thought, wow, there are many more adventures out there. And you should have as many adventures as you need in order to get where? to a peaceful and relaxed state where making the decision to be with this person is a no-brainer. And right now, with this particular woman, you can't make that decision because you don't feel peace. You don't feel you're not in a relaxed state. And the bottom line is you know deep down she's not what you want, even though it's way better than what you had the last time around. You got better, which is great. That's the whole point. But this is only your second girlfriend since the ex-wife. And when you spend many decades of your life settling with somebody, it's really hard to shake that off. It's going to show up in your life in little ways. It's like it still is going to have an effect on you for some period of time. But at the same time, I see much better the flaws of so many girls out there. And character-wise, my girl is flaws. Remember, the last one told a bunch of white lies and again those are little things that you might not pick up on right away you know like this last girlfriend he didn't notice that she was a liar until four or five months of dating her they were just little things here and there she was great at covering it up at first but after six months of being together i mean he saw right through her that's why you date it's like a test driving a car if you think about it 
But most people just skip the fucking test drive and they're like, great, sign me up. Let's get the 30-year mortgage. Let's, let's do this. Let's go get married. As this relationship is 200% better than everything I've had before, it feels a bit weird to simply move on. I know. It's when you're, you never stood up for yourself and you start doing it saying, you know what? You're great and you're awesome but something's missing. I need to go find what that is. That's a hard thing to break somebody's heart. It's not easy and you should never do it. Bob Marley has this great quote. He said, the biggest coward of a man is a guy who awakens within a woman, awakens her heart with, without the intention to love her. Just because she is missing out a bit. Can I really expect to have it all? Is this possible? Absolutely. But when you climb to the top of the mountain, you may realize, holy shit, there's another mountain over there. But at the end of the day, you know what it's like to spend many decades of your life settling. And if after six months with this girl, you already know she doesn't do it for you in every way, shape or form, why stick around? Is that fair to her? Is that the loving thing to do? To continue to live a lie and make her think you're head over heels and really into her when you've already now come to the conclusion that you're not? I mean, it sucks. When you first start dating somebody, you're like, this is amazing, this is perfect, it's gonna be awesome. But once the infatuation wears off, you look at them and you have to make that determination. I can't do it for you. That's not what I'm here to do. It's up to you to decide. That's the rub. I can help you get what you want, but I can't make you stay and love the same person the rest of your life. My goal as a coach is to help you get what you want. Put your big boy pants on and decide whether or not being with this woman is acceptable for the rest of your life or if you still need to play the field. And since this is only the second girl you've been with since your wife and he'd been with his wife since he was young, so he really didn't have a lot of dating experience. With, he didn't get to experience a lot of variety. A girl that is dangerous, pushing all my buttons, and that is on the same time drama-free, easy to live with. Well, you said so yourself that this girl is 200% better than the last one. So it got better. And you said so yourself that your skills and your ability to discern a good woman from a bad woman, a good choice from a bad choice when it comes to your romantic choices, is way better than it used to be. That's the whole point. You are getting better. And therefore, the quality of the women that you're dating is getting better. The quality of your relationships is getting better. Current events form future trends. And if you continue to focus on yourself and do the right things, guess what? It will get better. Why? Because it has been for the last couple of years since we've been working together. It's always getting better. <clears throat> Maybe I'm just so used to drama relationships that a fucking normal, easy relationship is something that I'm just not used to. That's definitely a true statement. You're emotionally conditioned to expect and seek out drama. You've been doing it your whole life. And so now you're changing all that programming by dating women like this. And I really love Hannah and I'm just so fed up with these crazy, bitchy, self-centered girls out there. My heart is still recovering from the bad relationships that I had in the past. What's your advice? Do what feels right. I can't make that decision for you. If you already know that she's not the right girl for you, then you've already made up your mind that you need to find somebody else. It's just it's never fun to break somebody's heart. But most guys never get to experience that because they're always the ones getting dumped. He says, job-wise, I'm in a way modeling your approach. I can use a lot of your stuff and it integrates fine with the things that I know. So I started a YouTube channel about relationships. 
I just have 100 subscribers, but it grows by 15, 20% a month. Awesome, dude. Keep doing what you're doing. Four or five years from now, you can have a really huge following on YouTube. All the best. You rock. So like I said, you see that like this is kind of the dilemma. You go from having no choice or having to always accept mediocre or people that just aren't what you really want to having somebody that, being able to date the kind of people that knock your fucking socks off. Because let's face it. If somebody knocks your socks off, you're going to work harder to make that person feel loved. You're going to work harder to communicate. You're just going to make much more of an effort to make it spectacular. But if you don't care about the person, you don't respect them as a human being or you don't like a lot of the things about them, you're not going to put your best foot forward. It's the same thing with, with work. Whether it's a business or a career, if you're not in love with it, and you don't love the people you're working with, you don't believe in the product or service that you're pushing, selling or representing, you're never going to be really awesome at it. So if you have high standards for yourself and the way I look at this, this is a win either way he looks at it. This is a victory. He went from an unhappy, loveless marriage to a really spectacularly passionate and sexually amazing relationship with a girl who admittedly had drama but it was still way better than what he ever experienced with his, li- his wife because he never felt that way about his wife. He was never in love with his wife like he was with that first girlfriend. And now the second girlfriend's even better than, the, than his wife and the second one but she's still not quite there. He got better. He attracted a better quality woman because he made himself a better quality man. Focus on the right things and the next one should be even better than this one. If you do what's right, if you treat her right, she'll treat you right. So if you'd like to get my help personally, go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen and book whichever coaching option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.